Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics and we just finished the women's team final at the 2023 World Championships and Team USA is victorious once again. Seven in a row. Round of applause. So we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about qualifications, mostly about the team final, um, and then we'll give you guys everything you need to know for the event finals this weekend and the all-around final, of course. But I think we should start with the fact that I'm sitting next to Brittany <laughs> I'm right like, now. <laughs> I'm like, do I say the elephant in the room? Like, why, why is Ashley here? If so, you've listened to any of our recent episodes, we mentioned, I think in a lot of the episodes, that Ashley was going to be in Antwerp covering her first world championships. And, and instead, Ashley is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Which personally, I'm happy about. <laughs> Selfishly. <laughs> Me not going was more of a personal decision. I wasn't really feeling the greatest in the days leading up to the day that I was supposed to leave. And I guess just timing not really on my side with this one. So I decided that it would be best for me to stay home. And I I felt that I would be in my current state that I would be more productive working from home. So I was very, very was and still am very, very sad about it because obviously it would have been my first world championships and I was really, really excited to go. And opportunities like that don't come by super often. But and there was so much that I wanted to do while I was there that I couldn't do. Because I wasn't there. Yeah. And it was, it was hard to watch from home. It's been hard to watch from home. So definitely a little bit bummed. But I know that in the future, there will be other opportunities. That's exactly what I've been telling her. I think there will be more opportunities to come in the future. You're still doing great work. We all still love you. Mwah. Oh, thanks. I was so worried about <laughs> you in particular not loving me after not going. <laughs> you know, I love and support you no matter what. And I think everyone who listens to this podcast does too. So yeah, I'll I was lo- I was really afraid about you, though. I was like, oh, Brittany's going to hate me after this. No, I'm don't, kidding. Say, don't say that. People are going to think you're serious. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm her totally biggest joking. fan and you all know that. So <laughs> we love Ashley and we're grateful for all that you do for the gymnastics community. Love you too. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's move on to... The good stuff. The good stuff, right. Competition. So starting with some highlights from qualifications. All Things Gymnastics podcast guest, Aaliyah Finnegan, is an Olympian. She (laughs) is going to Paris. I am so excited for her. And I think that if she can add a little bit more difficulty, even on like one or two events, people better watch out. She looked really good during qualifications. clean really the only thing that was kind of like holding her back even in terms of just making the all-around final here in antwerp here in antwerp bitch you're not in antwerp (laughs) here in antwerp as i sit here in my apartment in ann arbor (laughs) you know what i mean no everything makes sense like antwerp world championships that's what's happening that's where she's at right so yeah you know what i mean (laughs) sorry I think the only thing that's holding her back at the moment is her lack of difficulty. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if she can get that up in time for Paris, and now that she knows for sure that she's going, maybe that's something that she'll work on. But yeah, she's really, really clean. And I think her consistency from being in college and doing so many repetitions week after week after week, I think it was showing totally here at Worlds. Totally. She looked great. Like I felt like I was watching her competing you know on your typical friday night during the college gymnastics season no she literally did the same routines that she's done all in season <laughs> yeah her floor routine in particular like actually 
quite literally the same routine because it's the same choreography. She upgraded her last pass. Yeah. But other than that, it's like the same exact routine. But she performed it the same way and her tumbling looked the same way in terms of like the consistency and all that. So yeah, I think she did really, really good. And I'm so, so happy for her that she is going to get to live out her Olympic dream because we all remember what happened in 2021 when... She had a bad U.S. championships and then was not chosen to advance on to the Olympic trials. So that, like, not that she was going to make the team that year. I mean, let's just be honest. But, you know, just competing at Olympic trials in the United States is a big dream for a lot of girls. And just feeling mm-hmm. like you have a shot, like you're in the mix. Yeah. And that wa- was taken from You want to be a part of that environment. We talked about that, I think it was the last episode or one of our recent episodes with Addison Feta. You know, a lot of these athletes just being in that environment is such a huge accomplishment so I think that one stung for Aaliyah probably for a long time and I'm sure at that point she never ever imagined that she would ever end up in a situation where she's qualifying to the Olympic Games and gets to call herself an Olympian but she did it she's mm-hmm. representing the Philippines now and which is where her mom is from originally yep. so that's amazing that she gets to you know connect with that piece of her culture and chase her childhood dream yeah <laughs> and I also think there's probably this element of doing it for her dad too he passed away a couple of years ago so um yeah just really really happy for Aliyah. I think she's totally earned this and like we were saying if she can add a little bit more difficulty even just on a couple events I think that she can actually find herself contending for a spot in something like the all-around final. Mm-hmm, for sure. Another highlight from qualifications was Panama's Hillary Harone, who also qualified to the Olympics and made history as the first person not named Simone Biles to compete one of Simone Biles' elements at a world championship. So period. think about that. this. Simone did the Biles, the, the original Biles, the double layout with a half turn on floor. She did that for the very first time 10 years ago in Antwerp at her first world championships. And then fast forward 10 years later, again in Antwerp, not only is Simone still there competing the Biles. And sticking the Biles today in the team final, which she did at the 2023 world championships, I think in the all around final, (laughs) she nailed it. So I'm just saying like there's, you know, correlations here. Simone is back. We're in Antwerp again. Hillary's here doing the double layout half out. And she had a really great floor routine. She also does a double layout as her second pass. So, like, she's coming for that world event final spot at some point in her career, I think. Totally. She she has the difficulty to mm-hmm. contend for a spot in a final like that if she has. And she's so much fun. I want her to go to college. She stuck her vault, too. Yeah, she did. And it was very much giving. NCAA? Yeah. Like, I know that there were some NCAA coaches there. Kyla Ross was there. I think we know the Florida coaches were there, right? Obviously, Florida's. I think I heard that Liz Crandall Howell from Cal was there. So I saw somebody else too. I don't, I don't remember. Hopefully, who it was. she'll be getting some calls if she's interested in doing college gymnastics. Of course, maybe she's not interested, but I think that would be really, really fun. And selfishly, I want that <laughs> for her. So, but yes, super, super exciting for her as well to have that moment. Another really, really exciting moment is we have Australia and Romania. Going back to the Olympics for the first time since 2012. For once, we predict something that actually happens. We didn't predict Australia, did we? 
I don't remember. I, I just, don't think we did. I just remember my hot take being Romania making yes. it. <laughs> and it ended up not being that like hot of a take after all because they looked so good. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I'm hoping this is the start of something new for Romania. I mean, we know what we know what's happened in the last couple of years. It's been a very, very long time since Romania has not only been to the Olympic Games, but just not even really been in the mix at all, period, for anything. Like they've been so absent in the standings and at these major competitions for so long now that you know i'm not saying that they're going to be anywhere near the medal podium anytime soon but i think in terms of like getting back as a team that's in contention to make it to the team finals and you know just being at the olympic games i think they're on the right track and things are trending upwards so i'm super happy ashley did a really nice piece for inside gymnastics go look at their website oh yes it involves an interview with the head coach of the romanian team and kind of just looks back on you know how far they've come in the past several years and and what they're doing differently now yes a lot of talk about the culture and changes they've made it's a really really good article i think so we'll plug that we'll have it it in the show notes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. we'll have it linked in the show notes so you guys can check that out if you haven't seen it already another really exciting piece of history we have south korea who qualified their first olympic team since 1988 so that was the Seoul Olympics that were in Korea and they're going back all these years later so I don't know if we had Korea in our prediction South Korea I don't know if we had them in our predictions so maybe we were sleeping on them a little bit but definitely on the radar now and I want to give them a shout out for their floor teens very high energy very fun very entertaining they had some of the best music I feel like and so did Japan honestly like all the teams I like the I'm liking the floor this year (laughs) like it really is and maybe a party yeah and maybe it's because on the live stream, which we should also mention was incredible, the allgymnastics.tv that suddenly appeared and it was streaming every single session of qualifications, every event, like you didn't miss any of the action. And that's the first time that's ever happened, if I'm not wrong. To my knowledge, we've never been able to watch qualifications at Worlds. So it was nice to be able to watch everything, but then also they have like the floor music coming directly through the feed. It's not like you're hearing the background noise from the arena, so it's really like crisp and clear you can hear the music almost like as if you were listening to it in the car while you were driving well like, and the best part is there's no commentators either so right no so one's talking really, over you it. can really hear the nuances in the music and it, it just makes it a little more enjoyable to watch i guess so i was really enjoying floor in general during qualifications but the japanese and the team from south korea really stood out to me on that event snaps for them <laughs> i was like what are you doing that's what we do in class um because some people are like sensitive to sound oh. so we try not to all like clap at the same time we all snap oh okay i clapped earlier so maybe we should do this instead yeah okay. clapping's fine if it's like one person but i feel like when it's a group of people it's a you bit know, much snaps are okay i like that i might implement that going forward <laughs> You looked so confused. I was. I thought you were doing like a sound check or something. Like no, I was snapping for him. All right, happy for him. All right. <laughs> hey guys, this is Brittany and Ashley here in editing. I am currently editing this, and I realize that at this point, when we're mentioning highlights from qualifications, we skipped over a really, really big highlight. Just totally glossed <laughs> over. Which is why we like to record when there's big events like this happening shorter more frequent episodes as opposed to trying to do it at the end because you kind of forget things you know you forget that simone biles gets the urchanko double pipe (laughs) named after her and that's a really big deal and it just totally is like not at the forefront of your mind apparently right it's a huge deal so it is finally the biles this is her the biles two on vault yeah yeah, yeah. it's her second vault and 
her fifth skill in total. So she's tied with Oksana Chusevitna, I believe, for the most skills named after a person. But either way, a huge accomplishment for Simone. I think in some ways she was probably more relieved to get that out of the way than, you know, even worrying about winning however many medals at this World Championships. I'm sure that oh. was kind of a big thing in her head, getting this vault named after her. Totally. I would be shocked if that wasn't her number one goal. She's being very strategic and not telling the media what her specific goals are, which I think is smart because that way people can't put pressure on her or, like, insinuate in any way that, like, if she doesn't accomplish something that, like she didn't meet her goals or it was a disappointment or whatever. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think being strategic and kind of keeping her personal goals to herself is a smart strategy, but I would be shocked personally if getting that vault named after her wasn't her biggest goal here. So, so congratulations to Simone. Congratulations are also in order to Lindsey Brown, officially the first gymnast to ever represent Haiti at the World Championships. So Lindsey did not qualified to the Olympics here, but all hope is not lost. There is still the tripartite spot, which is basically goes to, is given to countries that are underrepresented in Olympic competition. So it's not necessarily something that you, uh, the way I'm about to word this isn't going to sound like how I want to word it. It's not necessarily something that you earn through like your results. It's something that you apply for and then it's, it gets like awarded to you based on the fact that, you know, this country has either never had an Olympian in gymnastics or they've had very few Olympians. Um, so it's the gymnast from Iceland. There's two gymnasts from Iceland and then there's Lindsay Brown from Haiti, representing Haiti, who are eligible for that tripartite spot. I've seen some conflicting information. So... There's some people that are under the belief that it'll go to one of the Atlantic gymnasts because of all-around results, all-around score. And there's the other side that is of the belief that for purposes of diversity, it would actually go to Lindsey Brown because of the number of European gymnasts that will already be represented at the Olympic Games. So that'll be interesting to follow. I think that Lindsey Brown is in a strong position for consideration of the tripartite spot. Um, and that, I think, would be her best method of getting to the Olympics. But she also said that she's really happy with how her career has gone. And she's pretty much at that point where she's, like, <laughs> ready to be done. I think physically, like, her body is ready to be done. So I think that no matter what happens, like, she... The fact that she even made it here to the World Championships was a huge accomplishment, and we are so very proud of her. Okay, so we're going to give you the full list of teams that have qualified to the Paris Olympics, now that we have that. So, obviously, qualifying from last year, because they were on the podium, is the U.S., Great Britain, and Canada, which thank God for Canada, because yeah. they did not have a good day in qualifications, and they wouldn't have qualified, would they? I don't remember what the rankings were at this point. So much has happened. I know, a lot has happened. But it was a bad day. Things would have been dicey. Like, they didn't qualify to the team finals. That's yeah. how not good it was. So, And they're a team that usually is in the team finals. So it was an uncharacteristic performance for them. So happy that they already had that Olympic qualification locked up and didn't have to worry about it. We have China. They actually qualified to the team finals in third, which was a nice surprise. They were one of the teams that, if you listen to our preview, we talked about not really knowing what they were going to look like here. Like China is one of those teams that they could either be really, really great and contending for a spot on the podium, or they could be all over the place and completely not, you know, being content 
attention at all. So they really found themselves in the mix here, which we'll get into. They looked better in qualifications than I expected them to. 100%. So qualifying in third, that's amazing. And they are moving on to Paris. We also have Brazil, Italy, the Netherlands, France, Japan, Australia, we mentioned already, Romania, and South Korea. So notably missing from this list are Germany and Belgium, which we did talk about in the preview episode and how it was going to be a little bit of a struggle for them with all of the injuries and not having some of their best athletes on the team mm-hmm. and how that was going to be kind of not detrimental to them, but I mean, maybe, maybe I guess in the end it was detrimental it, to them. Yeah, it kind of was, which is really unfortunate. So athletes like Nina Derwal, um, Elizabeth Seitz, um, Emma Malusi, in particular those are some of the names that are coming to mind for me those are people that will be looking to qualify through the world cup route there's a lot of people that are going to be trying to qualify through that route yeah so it'll be interesting stay tuned we will obviously dive deeper into that as we get you know closer to the olympics right now we're kind of still wrapped up in worlds but um, that's definitely something that we're going to want to keep our eyes on and now knowing that germany and belgium don't have teams at the olympics so the only representation they're going to have is going to be individuals who qualify from that world cup route okay so before we get into the women's team final we got to shout out the u.s men for winning the first team medal for the guys since 2014. I am so happy for them. I can't even put it into words. That was the most fun that we've had watching a men's mate. It was so (laughs) intense and I was so nervous because I really feel like, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a lot about men's gymnastics. Like I follow it very, very, what is the word that I'm looking for? Sparse. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like I really only watch nationals and worlds. And the Olympics. Yeah, you don't around. follow it super closely. I don't. You're a four-year fan for men's gymnastics. Kind of. Maybe like a step above a four-year fan. Because I like obviously I know about gymnastics. You're a two-meet-a-year fan of men's gymnastics. Sure. I'll, I'll claim that title, I guess. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I it was it was really intense for me to watch. And I felt like this was the first year that they actually had a team that could contend. And granted, China didn't have their best team. And Japan? Was that their best team? See, this, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. This is where I don't know fully. Like, I know Hashimoto Daiki was there. Like, I know he's great, obviously. <laughs> oh, good job. You know Hashimoto Daiki. <laughs> I know yeah. him. Yeah, I know Simone Miles. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't their best team either, right? No, I think it was. Their- so it was just China not having their best team. Yeah, China didn't. China didn't have Jane Bohane. There was a couple guys they missing. Had a, they had to fly someone in, like, super last minute. Yeah, and the guys were... Honestly, China looks like they sent their A-team. <clears throat> My voice suddenly got weird. I don't know why. Um... China's A-team was at the Asian Games. Right. Where I'm going with this is that because of that, the U.S., I felt like, had a chance. And also with their increase in difficulty. Like, you have Paul Judah doing the Chenko Double Pike now. You have Astra Hong doing the Risei Guan. So those are two of the most difficult vaults being done right now in men's gymnastics. Well, and, and Fred Richard brings a lot of difficulty to the team that they didn't have last year. And actually, Asher Hong was the only one on that team that was on the team last year. Yeah. So it is a, a new team in terms of like being on the world stage. I mean, obviously, Yol Moldauer is very experienced, but. And Yol was so clutch. Oh my gosh. He started off with the best floor team. I don't want to say it's the best floor team he's ever done because, again, I, I, I can't say that I've watched every when floor team. When he's on, but... he's on. I have seen him stick majority of his passes and many floor teams in years past. And he is a world bronze medalist on floor. Yes. From, from like 2017. 2017. Yeah. So we know he's good on that event. But yeah, he was just, he was incredible. Lights out. 
And I kind of view him as the leader of the team. And I think they kind of need him to be the leader of the team. And he absolutely was. The guys, all of them, I love the way they cheer for each other and they support each other. You could hear them loud and clear. Granted, there wasn't a lot of fans in the stands. So I think it would be easy to hear it. Like someone could sneeze and you'd probably hear it. Okay, that's dramatic. There was <laughs> there was definitely people there. It just wasn't the same as... It's nothing it, like the, the women's. Yeah. It is kind of quiet in there. But you could very much hear the U.S. guys cheering for each other and willing each other through every routine um it was a little bit sketchy there going into high bar for the final event and that was an event that they had two falls on in the qualification round so it was a little bit scary but the pressure was on because they needed to hit in order to get a medal they came through though they came through big time they hit their their routines and made history so (laughs) yeah first world medal since 2014 so super happy for them we had to mention it even though i know we only talk about women's gymnastics on this podcast but we got to give the men their due because they deserve it so go support men's gymnastics (laughs) and also kensley's site neutral deductions we've mentioned it before but you guys should really go check it out she has a youtube channel she's trying to reach a thousand subscribers on there she's doing interviews with all of the men's gymnasts i shouldn't say all a lot of a them. lot of them <laughs> I, I think it's impossible to do an interview with everybody at worlds but she has a lot of interviews that are going up on her youtube channel and also her site um a lot of great information over there and it's the only media site that exclusively covers men's gymnastics so go support it so moving on to the women's team final like we mentioned at the start of the show the u.s won their seventh straight world team title the only team man or woman to ever do that in history yeah so they were tied after last year's world they were tied with china who had won six titles from 2003 to 2014 that's six titles in a row Mm -hmm. and now the usa has broken that tie with seven and i know it's so confusing for people that are not into gymnastics like we are because i had people texting me saying like how how is it seven straight when like they didn't win? Where was Worlds in 2021? Like where was it in 2013? Like where, where are those titles at? I'm like, well, it's an individual competition. Like, <laughs> Right. You have the Olympics and then you have the Worlds after, which is usually just individual. So all and gymnastics fans know that, but the average person does not know that. So I think when stuff like this happens, people are kind of confused. Like I made a graphic that has all has photos of all seven consecutive titles, but the numbers are not actually consecutive in terms of the years. And people are like, wait, what? Because you have 2011, 2014, 2015, 2018, 2019, and 2022, and then obviously 2023. And so Simone was on... Simone was on all of those but one. So she wasn't on 2011, but she was on the other five. So... Love that for her. And this team gold medal is now her 20th world gold medal, and she still has five more opportunities to go at this world championships so it could go up significantly (laughs) and this team competition started off with quite a bit of drama i would say for the u.s jocelyn robertson in her first world championships was looking to make her i guess official world championship debut she competed in qualifications but um you know really her first time vying for a medal at a world championships and she went down right in the warm-ups before the competition started yeah like she was, right before it started she was doing a chong on vault came in a little bit crunched um we don't have any updates on the status of her just yet granted we're recording this like maybe two hours after the competition ended so, so when she did press after she said she was good she said she heard a pop but i don't i don't know but then you that. could hear simone quietly saying she's fine and then everyone laughed so i don't know if they're and she also said something about it just being precautionary which could be 
True. She was on crutches. Yeah, and her leg was like heavily iced and wrapped. And Who all knows? That, I don't so. know what what all they. I did. hope that she's okay because she's slated to go into the vault final, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um it's just sad and you don't want that to happen ever first of all <laughs> but i think also to have it happen at your very first world championships and the first chance that you have to really like show up like the world is watching this you know what i mean like majority of the people watching qualifications is family friends and gymnastics fans but like this was an opportunity for her to be seen by a larger audience and so i think that's really disappointing yeah to have that taken from her like literally two minutes before she was set to compete and something that simone mentioned several times when going through the press line after the competition was how excited she was for jocelyn and how not only did it frazzle her but it it kind of frazzled the whole team Mm -hmm. to watch her go down so close to the time that they were going to start and she mentioned feeling like bad for jocelyn and honestly i don't want to say simone wasn't happy but she kind of sounded not I think she was concerned. Yeah, she sounded kind of down after the meet, and I think she genuinely is sad for Jocelyn. Like, it's not the high that I think they all wanted. Right. It's kind of like, when you start out like that, it's a buzzkill. Like, let's be real. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, winning is great, but like, you want to be able to win with everyone, you know, doing their best, and I feel like that didn't happen. Like, this was not the U.S.'s best me by any stretch of the imagination they still were able to pull it out thanks in large part to the difficulty that they all have Mm -hmm. but well we gotta give it to leanne juan getting thrown in at the very last second and running like right up onto the podium and doing a warm-up vault and then busting one out in competition a really really good vault great vault yep and she was thrown in so quickly like you just said so i think this is why leanne was on the team i mean how many times last week when we were doing our preview did we say that leanne is not going to necessarily contend unless something happened to course for an event final spot um i didn't even really think that she was going to make a, a team final lineup spot they did have her in the beam lineup because sky fell in qualifications unfortunately and then this is jumping ahead a little bit leanne ended up falling in the leadoff spot on beam anyway so i guess it didn't really it didn't end up really mattering whether it was but sky leanne or her. Is, is so consistent on beam mm-hmm. like that's the most uncharacteristic beam routine that she's done all year including ncaa you know what I mean? Like, she's done many, many beam routines this year that looked significantly better than that one. So I think it was a fair assumption to make that Leanne would – that her chances of hitting would potentially be higher than Sky's. Although Sky has also been having a great year on beam as well. This mm-hmm. is really the first time that we saw it. Sky look nervy on beam this year. Um, Which totally ruined our <laughs> beam predictions because Flavia didn't make it. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Sky didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. But it's I mean, disappointing. I think Leanne has a lot to be proud of coming through in that moment on vault in particular. And yeah, beam didn't go the way she wanted and floor really wasn't her best either. But she's been so good all year long on So floor. good. So consistent. And that's why she was on this team because she's the kind of person that literally what ended up happening could happen. You know, somebody gets injured right before the competition and no matter what event that person was slated to be in, Leanne could do every single event and get you a good score if she does what she normally does. Yeah. So. Well, the good thing about Team USA is that they're good enough that they don't have to be 100% to win. So even right. when they have mistakes, it's not like the end of the world for them. So I think that's a positive thing, just knowing that like if they can clean up all the little things and you know, not count a fall, that they're just going to increase their margin mm-hmm. even more. So other highlights from the U.S. today, Shailise looked amazing on bars. She hit her beam routine under pressure going up after Leanne's fall. So that was great to see. Yeah, something that she said after the competition was 
how she feels like she's portrayed as being inconsistent and she's been really consistent all year long and it's kind of just been like her mission to prove people wrong and prove the media wrong Mm -hmm. and And i think she's doing i think that's working for her (laughs) on floor she did not go for the triple l turn in qualifications but she did go for it in team finals unfortunately she dropped her heel on the second spin and did not get credit for it. Hatakeda Chiaki is also submitting that skill and she went for it here in the team final and also did not receive credit. So at this point in time, that skill remains unnamed. We are hoping that it will be named after both of them. So it'll be the Hatakeda Jones if they both get it. I am not sure if off the top of my head, Hatakeda is qualified to the all-around final, but Shaylee's has the all-around final and the floor final still. To attempt to get it. Let me check that. She might have more opportunities, might have the upper hand there. Okay, she is in the all-around final, so she'll have one more opportunity, and then Shailise will have two two more opportunities. So that's something you'll want to pay attention to in the coming days. Watch those heels. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your eyes locked in. (laughs) I knew as soon as Shailise did it today, I was like, no, that was not it, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, so in second, we had Brazil... With their first ever... I'm snapping. I don't know if you can hear it. (laughs) First ever team medal ever in history. Hell yeah. They finally did it. Last year, we were hoping would be their year, and it wasn't. But this year, they did it. And I know in our preview, we said with Brazil... They're the kind of team that, like, they're either going to come out and, like, eat, or they're going to flop. And they ate. And that's exactly what we were hoping they would do. Yes. They completely showed up and showed out... Laid everything out there on the floor. They had one fall on beam in the leadoff spot, but otherwise they were they, they were phenomenal. They rallied. So they started on bars, which has historically been their weakest event. And they all hit. They all did. I, I would say Rebecca Andrade wasn't her best bar work, but Flavia, I think that's one of the best bar routines I've seen her do. Andrade is not doing the TOEFL, the double-double. No, yes. We should also mention that. Yeah. So not as much difficulty as she could do, but more consistency, which I think matters in situations like this. Totally. Because imagine if she would have botched the dismount. Like that could have made the difference in them getting a metal period. Oh, totally. Or not getting the silver. Like that, that could have been the difference. Right. And so I think they had a smart strategy there. Brazil was in third after the first rotation, having their worst event out of the way. Like Ashley mentioned, they had a fall, the leadoff spot on beam. Yeah, with Julia Suarez. Yes, but then they completely rallied after that. Um, Floor, Rebecca Andrade's tumbling. I honestly think that's one of the best floor teams I've ever seen her do. Don't 100% quote me on that, but like, it was pretty good. I'm going to go on Canva and make a quote graphic. (laughs) (laughs) Put my face on it. I should. We should make that a promo for this episode. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, like, I don't think that many people are going to argue with me. Like, that was great. It was, No, I'm, I, I'm pausing like, not she, because it wasn't great. I'm thinking about, like, other routines she's done. Like, but she normally is, like, hopping all over the place or going out of bounds. Like, she literally stuck or almost stuck every single pass. Yeah. Like, somebody come at me. Like, that was the best routine she's ever done. You know what? Make the graphic. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to commit to that. <laughs> it was a really really good routine also i'm just not thinking about this i started to mention highlights for the u.s and i wanted to mention simone on floor and i completely went past it i think it's because we kind of mentioned it earlier but i mean you can relate that with some uh with rebecca (laughs) hello english (laughs) 
can't talk. You can relate that to Rebecca because Rebecca nearly stuck all her passes and so did Simone. Yes, that's what honestly triggered it for me because I'm like, wait, I also have that feeling about Simone. You can also make a quote graphic and put my name on that as well. I think that was the best Florentine Simone has ever done. The caveat with that is Simone has done more difficulty in the past. Right. So like, I don't know what you value more. Some people might value a routine that was done well, but with more difficulty versus like sticking every single pass, but having it be like a cleaner, simpler routine. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But I personally prefer less, sticks. Less difficulty, more sticks. Yes. I want more sticks, more control, um, like complete and true mastery of the routine and the skills that you're doing. So to me, that stands out as the best routine. I said it done. right after she finished. I said to you that I feel like that's one of the best routines that she's done for sure internationally. Mm-hmm. Like she stayed in bounds had minimal very very minimal deductions period in that routine i think it got a 15.1 which for an international score is huge just out of this world so shout out to simone (laughs) anyways back to brazil so rebecca andragi also had an amazing routine on floor and then her vault she also stuck her chong i mean it was kind of like a college stick like she stuck it and then she stepped out of it quickly to Mm -hmm. salute so she covered it very well but i'd count it as a stick kind of (laughs) yeah i would say so it was great i mean knowing elite judges probably not but (laughs) but like i say in my heart best vault love it And then Flavia. Flavia was back doing her double on vault. She looked great. Jaji Barbosa was the lead of on vault. Like, they just needed to do normal. normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. Just needed to do normal. And they did it. And it was First great. world medal ever, And guys. their reaction was the best. Also, France got the bronze. What the heck? One of the most exciting finishes to a world championships i think maybe ever this is what i love about gymnastics by the way like these are the moments that i live for seeing melanie and the entire team's reaction after she nailed that beam routine so good so that's the first medal for france at a world championships in 73 years yeah so they won a silver in the year 1950 but it has been a long long time since they've been back on the medal podium at a world championships and they qualified like we mentioned at the beginning they qualified to paris too, their home olympics so I'm sure that the French team is just over the moon yeah. with their result at this world championship. Has to feel pretty good going into next year. So, and I think the biggest, well, I guess there was two things that I was most proud of with France. First of all, they were the only team that had no falls. Mm-hmm. And if you remember last year, that's the fashion in which Canada won. So I really think there's something to be said about doing gymnastics that you can do confidently and consistently rather than always just pushing for something that's maybe slightly more difficult. Yeah. Because oftentimes in the end, at least the last two years, as we've seen, it comes down to the team that's the most consistent. Mistakes always happen. You can, in a gymnastics meet, you can always count on Several teams having falls, honestly. Like, I I can't even remember the last time we've watched a World or Olympic Games where there wasn't falls or mistakes from every team. Literally every single team. Last year, Canada was the only team that didn't, and they got the bronze. Here, France was the only team that didn't, and they got the bronze. Great Britain, I think, was a favorite for the silver medal. I think that's what we had them in our predictions, and they had a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, they had a really rough meet. So it started off with Jessica Gatarova. She went for the Chung on vault and crashed it. It was kind of a scary vault. She ended up being okay and rebounded nicely from it. But I think it just rattled the entire team. 
Georgia Mae Fenton had a fall on bars and beam as well. It just wasn't their day. So yeah, they were somebody that qualified in second. I think a lot of people expected them to come away with a medal, I guess, whether it was silver or bronze. I personally predicted it to be silver, Mm -hmm. just with their difficulty and their potential and the way they've looked all year long. But yeah, some uncharacteristic mistakes opened the door for a team like France to sneak in there and win a historic medal. So, and watching Melanie hug Cecile and Simone yeah. and Jocelyn. They called her over after. You could hear them like yelling, Melanie, Melanie, come. And then, yeah, they have a photo with the three WCC Girls at Worlds with medals. I love it so much. Love that for them. <laughs> China, we mentioned, qualified in third. Didn't have their best day today, which I think maybe not all that surprising. Like we've said with China kind of being a little bit inconsistent when it comes to team finals at world championships, at least in recent years. And also, I think just and this is nothing new. I and mean, what I'm saying is <laughs> we've been saying this, I feel like, for years, but they're weaker on vault and floor and i think ultimately that's what did it man like because they were first after they started on bars and they went first right but that's one of their best events beam was also not that bad it wasn't as good as qualifications they had zhang xing ying do the yurchenko loop on beam and it was a little bit wonky she kind of had like an awkward pause before she went for the hip circle and that's supposed to be like one continuous movement so they actually counted it as a fall which kind of was surprising to me i i a fall on the event yeah but like she you land on the beam in a front support anyways with your hands on the Mm -hmm. beam so it wasn't a fall so i I mean, that was definitely an interesting call. I'll have to go back and watch it. I, in that exact moment, was doing something on my computer, so I missed it. I saw, like, the aftermath of it, but I missed the skill itself. It was definitely a mistake, but, like, I don't know if it was a fall. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think, what you would have done with that. I mean, I'm no judge. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a judge, but I guess I was surprised to see that they considered that a fall. China did end up having a fall regardless on floor and then difficulty on vault in the end when you have France and Brazil like absolutely rallying. Um, I think that's, you know, a difficult position to be in if you're a team like China on an event that is your weakest event. So yeah, not not a horrible day for China by any means, but also not quite their best either. I'm looking at my notes here and I'm going to circle back for a second because if you can't tell, I have ADHD and I have a really hard time staying on track. Even when I have notes in front of me directing me and like the flow of what I need to say, I still like do, 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 go around. I like a couple minutes ago, I started to say there was two things that I was really proud of and I only said one of them. The first one that I already mentioned was that France was the only team that didn't have any falls. So we got that one out. And then the second thing that we completely like went around and I I don't want to go around it. I want to mention it because I think it's important. Was Melanie's performance on beam that actually clinched them that bronze medal. So Melanie was in a pressure situation. She needed a 13, essentially a 13-1. I think it was like a 13-9 something. It was basically a 13-1 to get the medal. Anything short of that and China would have got the bronze and France would have been fourth. And Melanie has not been the most consistent athlete. She's somebody that as we all know, has so much potential. And then she usually breaks her heart in major international competitions because she doesn't always do you know, fully what she's capable of. So I was nervous because this is like the epitome of pressure, this moment. Like you have a historic medal on the line. And you're on beam. You're on beam. There's one more routine to go. And you need a score that's like not necessarily an easy score she didn't do it in qualifications like the routine that she did in qualifications would not have been enough for 
them to get the medal. Right. Like a 13-1 is you need to stay not only stay on the beam, but you need to not have a lot of wobbles either. Like you can maybe, depending on your difficulty, have like one or two small balance. Was checks. it a 13-1? Why did I think it was like a 12? It was almost a 13, but it was like a 12-9 something. Okay, so I, I have it here. It was a 13.098. So essentially that's what i said (laughs) sorry she was trying to insinuate that i was misleading you guys well i mean you're like well that wouldn't be the first time you've done that (laughs) i mean i misled you during qualifications by saying that flavia didn't make the four final and then you tweeted it and and it was wrong and i looked like a dumbass so thanks (laughs) okay anyway so Basically, Melanie needed the beam routine of her life, and she did it. And Literally, tears. At the end, stuck the landing, and then she kind of, like, put her head back. It was almost like a college salute. She stuck her vault, too. Her Shanko double on vault, and she did a college stick. Like, actual college stick, though. She saluted yeah. it like a college gymnast. Yeah. Meet of her life, maybe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Her all-around score from today, a 56.5, was up there with gymnasts like Shailish Jones, Jessica Gadarova, Rebecca Andraji. So... That's something to watch for in the all-around final. If she's able to replicate or get close to replicating what she did here in the team final, she could find herself near or maybe on that all-around meta podium as well. Here for it. So speaking of the all-around final, we have the women's all-around final on Friday at 1.30 Eastern time, and that will be on Peacock once again. And then Saturday and Sunday, we have event finals, which is at 8 in the morning Eastern time. And vault and floor will be on Saturday, as it usually is. And then Sunday will be... Wait, I said that wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, vault. Wait, is that actually... I'm literally talking? looking at the note in my brain. It just... Your eyes are seeing vault and bars. Yeah. And your brain is like, no, vault and floor. <laughs> yeah. Vault and bars. That's what happens when you are working too much. I feel like your brain <laughs> yeah. becomes like fried. Yeah. But I'm like so confident. I'm like, yeah, vault and floor is on saturday yeah you're so confidently wrong and, <laughs> and then you're you looking at me like realize it until i'm like looking at you like what are you saying yeah so what i'm trying to say is vault and bars is on saturday and then beam and floor is on sunday that's how it always is with event finals so the qualifiers we have on vault and this is in the order that they qualified as yes. well we have small biles rebecca andraji yoso john jessica gadarova alexa moreno Jocelyn Robertson, which I guess TBD, depending on if she is okay or not. If she's not able to compete, then it would go to Ellie Black, who was the first reserve on vault. Um, and then we have Miata Shoko and Colleen Deviard. On bars in first from China, we have Chu Chi Yuan, Shailish Jones, Kaylia Nimor, Juan Jofan, Simone Biles, Sana Veerman, Naomi Visser, Ellie Black. Hello. <laughs> Bar queen? Question mark. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's like the least likely event. She's good on bars. She really, really is. I was hoping that she'd make the floor final. Personally, I know. But that's just because I like her choreography. I like how she performs. And then Lorette Sharpie as well. So they black and Sharpie tied, and they also had the same execution score, meaning that they couldn't break the tie. So we have nine gymnasts in the bar final, and that's what we love to see. I hate tiebreakers. Let them both compete. <laughs> On beam, we have Simone Biles, Zhao Yachen, Zhang Xinyin, Pauline Schaefer-Betts, Shailish Jones, Ashikawa Urara, who, if you need a reminder, is the 2021 world champion on beam. Who wasn't at Worlds last year, which yes. is a crime, but she's back. Controversial. In the, in the beam final, where she belongs. And then Rebecca Andraji as well, to round things out. And then on Why is, floor, there only, is there only seven in? 
you forget somebody? No. I think you did, Sister Susie. Let me pull up my list. Jessica Gatterova, where are you at, girlfriend? She's in sixth. She forgot Jessica Gatterova. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, She's j- in the Bean Bible? Yeah. Oh. She's below Shailish Jones and above Ashikawa Urara. Okay, I knew something didn't seem right about that. And then floor is Simone Biles, Jessica Gatterova, Rebecca Andraji, Flavia Sariva, Snapping, 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 <laughs> Shailish Jones, Zoya Chen, Naomi Visser, and... Sabrina Boignier from Romania. Love to see a Romanian back in the event finals. Me too, me too. And she's she's really good on floor. So fingers crossed that she has a great competition and can get as close to the podium as possible. So before we let you guys go, we want to real quickly give a plug for the gymnastics discord that our friend Krista created. So I was one of those people when I first saw this, I was like, I don't know what discord is. I don't know how to use it. I'm like, like, I don't need another app on my phone. (laughs) Right. Like in my mind, discord has always just been like a gaming platform. Yeah. Like like you see people playing uh, like Call of Duty. I can't think of it. What's the one that Fortnite? Fortnite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So I didn't really know what discord was. Right. But then our friend Krista made this and I'm like, I want to support. So I'm going to check it out. And I actually find myself using it now. Yeah, it's kind of like an easy way to find everything that you need in one place. Like Twitter can be kind of confusing and things get lost really easy. There's so much like you basically only have your timeline on Twitter, which is everyone's tweets all this like in one place. But Discord, I don't know what you technically call it, but I would say there are like different threads or different topics of conversation that you can click on. And then everything pertaining to that conversation is right there in that thread. Like there's one for like the 2025 recruits. If you want to know who was spotted on what recruiting visits, it's always updated. Mm -hmm. And she's been streaming meets there as well. Yeah, as I was going to say. So it's a place to chat with our gymnastics fans, watch streams of meets if you don't have access on like your TV. There's commit trackers, um, different... Again, I, I'm probably not using the right terminology, so Krista, I apologize. But like they have what I would consider, like Ashley said, different like threads for you know recruiting, Leos. Um, they're going to be running a fantasy gym league for NCAA season. So just a lot of general gymnastics discussion. Pretty much anything that you need is somewhere there on the discord (laughs) yeah it's a really positive space too i think that's a really important thing to mention i think (laughs) a lot of these other social media platforms and not naming any names i mean i think there's more than one that comes to mind there's like three that come to mind can be like kind of overwhelming sometimes i'll say that so the discord is nice because it's moderated so it's a positive and welcoming space for everyone to talk about gymnastics which is what we're all here to do because it's what we all love um, Krista was telling me how they have like coaches, judges, former gymnasts, obviously fans as part of the community over there. So it's really cool. And I think you guys should go check it out. So we're going to have the link for Gymcord in the show notes down below. And we'll plug it on our social media as well if it's easier for you to access it that way. So that does it for our, I guess, qualifications and team final recap. Kind of an impromptu episode. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to get something up for you guys. because It's been over a week now since we've posted a podcast so and there's so much going on i feel like it's easier to break it down into little segments so yeah so we'll be back after event finals to talk about all around and event finals and kind of wrap up everything we could do an all-around one if we really really wanted Ooh, do we want to get wild and do three podcasts in one week? i mean i'm we not could, a, maybe. i'm not opposed to it because i'm not doing anything friday like, i don't think i have to work or anything so okay if you guys want us to do an all-around 
podcast, a specific all-around podcast. I think it might be easier, you know, because yeah, to like just do it in like a short. Like, I'd rather have more short podcasts than like a really big, overwhelming, long one because I feel like we're more likely to forget things. That's true. The more we have to talk about, the more we likely forget. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, we'll, we'll fr- figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out amongst us. We hope you guys have an amazing week. We hope you're enjoying all the gymnastics. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll we talk to you we soon. We don't know exactly when, but stay tuned. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.